Hey everybody and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Today we are in Revelation chapter 19. Uh, such an incredible chapter. Uh, what we see is uh, the last two chapters we see the, the fall of the, the false religion and worship system of the Antichrist. We have seen the cor uh, the collapse of the, the economic system that corrupts people and, and leads them away from God. Uh, not to say economics are bad, but, but those... Uh, those tools have been used to drive people further from God. And then what you have in Revelation 19 is you have a few things happening. And I want to look at the third thing. And so the first thing is you see that there's there's this incredible rejoicing in heaven because of the fall of Babylon, religiously and economically. And then you have the the marriage supper of the Lamb when the church is is united with Christ in this beautiful feast in this this great moment. And then, and then you have the appearance of the the white rider. This is what I want to look at here. Let's jump into Revelation nineteen, starting in verse eleven. It says. Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and one sitting on it called Faithful and True. And the and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Uh, Jesus is coming, and he's coming on this white horse, all right, in this white horse, and and he is coming to judge and to make war. Look at this description of Christ. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, crowns, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe drip or dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. Now, this is not his blood. This is the blood of his enemies. Verse 14, And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He comes conquering. And he will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. And his robe, or excuse me, on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that fly directly overhead. <laughs> this is going to get intense. Here you go. Come, gather for the great supper of God. To eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders, the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. These are those who come and stand against Christ as he comes and brings judgment and makes war. It says verse 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who is sitting on the horse and against his army. You have the Antichrist on one side. You have Christ on the other. Both are, are backed up by the, their armies, their respective armies. And there it's the, the bell's about to ring. The, the match is about to begin. And the beast was captured. And with it, the false prophet, who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Verse 21. And the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the, hurt, on the horse. And all the birds were gorged with their flesh. This is really super intense language. 
This is the language of battle. This is the language of war. This is the language of, of conquering. And what you have is at the end of this tribulation, after the Antichrist and the false prophet, they have deceived the nations. They come and they make war against Christ. And when Christ appears, guess what? The Antichrist is shown for what he is. He is, he is the false Christ. But Christ is the true Christ. Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Listen, he conquers with the word of his mouth. Let me ask you, how is the world made? By the word of God. By the word of God. How, how are our souls sustained as we read the word of God? What is Jesus called? He's called the word of God, the, the logos. The Word, the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Listen, the Word of God that we read, that we talk about, that we discuss, that we learn to pray, that we preach, that we memorize, that we meditate upon, it is powerful. So much so that in the very end, when the Antichrist comes and stands against the one true Christ. It is not a battle that rages for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. There are not moments when when the, the, the evil one is winning and then when, when Christ is winning. Listen, Christ speaks and it is over. He conquers by the word of his mouth. And this Antichrist and the false prophet, they're thrown into the lake of fire. We'll talk more about that in a moment in the next few days. And all those who gather, they're physically slain as well as they oppose Christ. I want you to see a few things. I want you to see the decisive victory of Christ. And the end of time, when, when the tribulation is over, the very end of it, there will be the decisive victory of Christ. There will be no um, 12 rounds. There will no, be no split decision. There will be no um, biting our nails and wondering who is going to emerge victorious. Christ will win and he will win decisively by the power of his word. That's the second thing I want you to see. I want you to behold the power of the word of God. It is not something that we occasionally read for inspiration. It is living and active. It's described as a sword because for us, when we read it, it splits us to the very core of who we are. It reveals our thoughts and our intentions. It shows us where we are not faithful and where we're not trusting Christ. And it calls us to live a, a life that is built on faith in the resurrected Christ. Well, see, the ancient way for our modern day, this is, this is to call us back to remember that in the end, Christ will reign victoriously. He will decisively win and he will do it by the word of his mouth, the word that you now hold in your hands. Let me, let me ask you, do you value the word for what it is? Are you desperate to read it and to know it, to memorize it, to think the way the word calls you to think? The, our ancient way for our modern day, it is, it is to recognize that in the future, Christ will victoriously destroy those who stand against him. But right now, you and I, we have the power of God's word given to us. Let's make the most of it. Let's allow it to fill our minds and fill our hearts and fill our conversations, to fill our pulpits, to fill our prayer life. Let's not neglect the power of God's word. This is our ancient way for our modern day.